0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are revisiting the Derrick Rose SAT scandal. This is uh, brought on by the the recent news, take that the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches, is, is trying to abolish standardized tests as basically just like a requisite for college basketball players to be eligible. Obviously, for the longest mm-hmm. time, guys had to score a certain uh, number on their tests to be eligible to play college basketball. The NABC has put forth a proposal to see to it that that is no longer a thing, um, and that news just broke. It coincides with our desire to, like, revisit some of these scandals. So we thought uh, we'd take 20, 30 minutes today and revisit the Derrick Rose situation. What actually happened? Uh, who Who's guilty? Who's not guilty? Just kind of rehashing it all because I think, like, as more time passes, you just kind of bake these scandals. You, you, you condense them down into one bullet point, which is, like, Derrick Rose had someone take his SAT for him. And then you don't really, like, revisit it and rethink it. And, like, did I, do I have that story right? Do I not – so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to kind of revisit it and uh, unpack it again. And
1: at the time, it was a very one sign advantage point, right? Because Derrick Rose is not a guy that was very open with the media. He did not talk mm-hmm. to the media very much. People did not know where he really stood on the matter. And at the time, everyone, like you said, they, they jumped to the conclusion. This is the, the jump to conclusion map, right? As mm-hmm. we would say, Everyone's like, okay, Derrick Rose said someone take the test wipe their hands clean. Uh, that's the story. And we're out. But you and I, like you said, we wanted to go back. We wanted to examine this. And, you know, as the news comes out, Frank Martin's a big part of this. And I think that the, the most important quote of this is this is an important step towards combating educational inequality in our country. Mm-hmm. And it comes to college basketball, there's equality in college, inequality in college basketball. Derrick Rose is the perfect point to the point of the pyramid when you talk about these types of things. So. excited to get into it
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna go over like the fallout after all that went down uh you know and and most importantly i think i think the real fun exercise is the what if of if this happened today uh what is the reaction what is the punishment all that kind of stuff so we'll Mm -hmm. we'll just we'll do that thought exercise we're also going to talk a little nba bubble watch tape positive vibes only (laughs) zero players tested positive in the last week inside the nba bubble is it happening it might be happening it's it might positive be
1: vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bubble will not burst just yet. Everyone's I don't, don't
0: want to take all the credit, but uh everything was trending in the wrong direction. And then this show. Good vibes. The- we, we shifted to positive vibes only. The NBA is getting the tightest and tape bump. Coronavirus is no match for the tightest and tape bump. Uh, mm-hmm. That is what we're learning. So we're going to go over some bubble watch. Also, Keith Van Horn versus Under Armour is the rivalry nobody knew existed in college basketball, but uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. We're going we're gonna to discuss this a little bit.
1: <laughs> we had no idea that when we brought up Under Armour a few weeks back that Under Armour was going to be such a big topic of conversation. Like you just said, Keith Van Horn, he's always been loud and, and very active on Twitter for people that follow him. He's had some beef with BYU back in the day. Uh, but like you said, he came out guns a-blazing at Under Armour, and he wants Nike back, and so do we.
0: Yeah, the Under Armour, the, the only allies Under Armour really has left is like Maryland and Notre Dame. And, <laughs> but it's <laughs> even Notre – are they suing – no, they're, trying, they're not trying to get – No, they're, they're, no, they're keeping Notre they're Dame. Keeping they, Notre they're Dame. keeping yeah. Notre Dame, So we might, we might be in a good position here, Tate, where we could get the bag from Under Armour. If they, they keep pissing off everybody in college basketball, maybe you and I are the only ones left standing. And, and We're ready. Will, uh, help us out. Uh, we got a ton to talk about. We're going to get to all of it, but first – Woody Durham. Hey, Nike! All right, Tay. Before we get to Derek Rose, uh, some positive vibes only bullet points we got to hit here. Uh, headline says Oxford University is saying that a vaccine could be ready by September. Amazing. Uh, I already hit. The, I already hit the zero NBA players tested positive in the bubble in the last week. Mm-hmm. We have college basketball coaches are working out the players now. The, today was the first day that was allowed. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Monday for. Uh, just so everyone uh, knows. I saw Jeff Goodman's tweet out pictures of Cade Cunningham. Everyone remembers mm-hmm. him as the number one recruit in the country.
1: <laughs> that saved college basketball by deciding yep. to stay in college basketball, yes.
0: He's working out at Oklahoma State, so we're seeing pictures of players back on campus, back working out. Baseball is back this week. Uh, the MLS bubble seems to be working, kind of. I don't really know how well the bubble's working, but I know the Columbus crew are the best team in MLS. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Positive vibes only. It's all mm-hmm. happening. Now let's talk about Derrick Rose cheating.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, let's get into the whole scandal, right? Because we, we, I guess it is positive vibes in the sense that, like yeah. the headline that comes out is that you know the, this board has basically come together with Frank Martin and some other coaches, and they wanted to say that you know basically the SAT and the ACT they are not congruent with the the thoughts of everyone. It's not there's not an equal. Uh, let's say it's not equal testing. The standardized test is not equal yeah. for everyone involved, right? So that's where we are with this. And when you hear that in college basketball vernacular, immediately the, the face that comes to mind, the story that comes to mind is Derrick Rose. And you have the bullet points because people may not remember how this all played out. So with yeah. Derrick Rose, what what happened, Mark Titus?
0: So first of all, I, I want to start with this. Uh, I, I misremembered a lot of stuff about this. Uh, and by mm-hmm. that, I mean... I misremembered that it was it was kind of cut and dry. Uh, yes. I, I thought there was more ambiguity to what happened. I thought there was more like you could argue that like Derrick Rose didn't do anything wrong, and I guess. I guess you can. Kind I do. Mean, you can't. You can. You, can you could argue that he was like a pawn in all of it, but it definitely yes. happened. I mean, we it, de- it definitely yeah. 100% happened that uh, the, the man had his SAT force. Uh, so I, I thought I'd start there. That like I Part of my desire to talk about this was I thought there was more meat on this bone. That it was like, ooh, yeah, let's get into it. What actually happened? Here's what happened, Tate. Uh, Derek Rose took the ACT three times. He failed all three times. I don't know what his score was, but he – did not get a passing grade. The, the way this works, by the way, I should, I should preface it with this. FERPA. Uh, the, the, my understanding, this is how it worked when I was in high school, at least college basketball recruits. There's like a sliding scale, like the higher your GPA is, the lower your passing SAT and ACT score could be. You had mm-hmm. to have like the right. So if you have like a, obviously really low GPA, you got to get a high SAT score. If you have a high GPA, low SAT, pretty obvious. Uh, but you had to find that like happy middle. Yeah. Um. So, Whatever the score was that Derrick Rose needed, he failed three different times. Uh, Then he takes his SAT and passes, but he takes the SAT in Detroit. He took the Mm -hmm. ACT in Chicago. He's from Chicago, from the south side of Chicago, with the Simeon uh, Academy. Academy? Is it the Academy or Mm -hmm. high school? Simeon. uh, World famous in Chicago. Uh, Everyone knows Simeon, but... uh, takes the SAT in Detroit. And that's looking back. A lot of people are scratching their heads about that. Why is he taking the SAT in Detroit? Some people are pointing to the fact that worldwide West is based out of Detroit. That had something to do with it. Um, worldwide West, obviously a coach cow guy, Derek Rose and Eric Gordon thought to be sort of a package deal going to Illinois. Eric Gordon pulls out, goes to Indiana. D Rose takes his test in Detroit, gets steered to Memphis, quote unquote, maybe, maybe not. Um, all all of this is kind of these are the bullet points of the timeline. Uh, so then, in October two thousand seven, Memphis uh, gets word that maybe his SAT is not on the up and up. They do an internal investigation, an internal investigation. I'm sorry, uh, and they okay it. Surprise, surprise! Yep. The police investigated themselves and they decided no, we did yeah, nothing we,
1: wrong. We, we did it right. Yeah, we did it by the books.
0: Uh, so, Derek, this is in October two thousand seven, right before his one season at Memphis starts. Uh, so he gets cleared to play. By Memphis. Memphis is like, we looked into this, everything's fine. May 2008, this is after now after Derrick Rose, his season's over. He's already declared for the draft. In about a month, he's going to go number one to the Bulls. Uh, in May 2008, the SAT board uh, themselves, like the, they do an independent investigation. They conclude that the handwriting on the SAT does not match up with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose does not cooperate with this investigation. He mm. cooperates with... The, the Memphis investigation, yep. because he's still on the roster. He's still a student. Yep. At this point in May, he's like, who gives a shit? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to the NBA. I don't need to cooperate with all this. So he's like getting ready for the draft. Does not really cooperate. Uh, the SCT looks into it. They say that his handwriting does not match up. The guy who took the test does not match up with Derrick Rose's handwriting. That is ultimately like the big piece of The two big pieces of evidence are the handwriting doesn't match up. And he took the test in Detroit inexplicably. Like if you were just taking an SAT, you would obviously take it in Chicago unless there is mm-hmm. some shit going on. Um, so the test gets voided. This is in May after the season. So uh, fast forward to January 2009, um, about seven, eight months later, the NCAA sends their notice of allegations to Memphis. Uh, this is in the middle of John, what ended up being John Calipari's final season at Memphis. He's got Tyreek Evans on the roster. Yep. Um, they end up losing to the Sweet 16, I think, to, to Missouri. Uh, March 2009, after they lose to Missouri, Cal takes the Kentucky job. Memphis hires 31-year-old Josh Pastner. All the recruits that Cal had lined up to come to Memphis pull out. Uh, and then in August 2009, fast forward, uh, the NCAA violations finally hit Memphis, and Memphis gets all their wins vacated from Derrick Rose. So that's kind of the bullet points. They get all the wins vacated. I think they get put on three years probation. Um, but that is your timeline, Tate.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's one of those timelines, as you kind of go through it, it just seems like – Wow, that's a lot, right? I mean, a lot yeah. happens in that one year with Derek Rose. And I think, you know, you talk about misremembering the the whole experience. There was so much that that came so quickly and there was so much conversation around the Derek Rose testing, even in the moment, right? There was people yeah. I, I remember all the the like I was in high school at the time and everyone was like, you know, I'm so I'm taking the PSAT in tenth grade, and people were talking about, well, if you sign your name, you automatically get two hundred points. So then everyone's doing the math <laughs> of like how many points like, it would be. Why don't I just why don't <laughs> I just
0: sign my name ten times? That's well, then, and then and then like
1: you know, there's like I mean, honestly, in my hometown, my public high school got ended up closed down by the state. And at the time, you know, guys couldn't make the team because of mm. grades or whatever. So you would have you know, conversations that, that would go around. Maybe someone else would take a test for like, someone else's Southern Vance or whatever it may be. So all this is going on at the time I'm in that world so I can understand where, where the conversations could come from. There's a lot of influence. And you mentioned Detroit. And I think I, the first thing I remember was Derek Rose went to a Detroit Pistons basketball game, and he mm-hmm. was seen with World Wide West. And yeah. that was uh, the, the rumor mill. And, you know, when Derek was in high school, he played Brandon Jennings uh, against Oak Hill at one point. And that was the game that I was kind of like, oh, this kid is something else. And Brandon Jennings is also something else. You know what I mean? Like these are some of the best point guards I've ever seen. What is going on? And John Wall was coming up at the time. And the Derek Rose story arc, everyone should be pulling for Derek. But because of this cloud, right? the idea that he could have lied to Memphis and say that he did take the SAT. A lot of people, I feel like their their opinions were shaped around this of Derrick Rose. So even when he was winning 38 games, dominating, was so spectacular, the cloud kind of got in the way. It was like, well, but, you but, know, yeah. like we'll see, you know, what happens with this. And I think that was one thing that I hated upon reflection as I'm reading all these stories. It's like, man, Derrick Rose, like you said earlier, he was a pawn in this game. And it yeah. and it kind of negatively affected the way we viewed the way he played the game of basketball, which was so beautiful at the time.
0: Yeah, I think if you're if you're making the case to defend Derrick Rose, and uh, I think you and I probably both uh, fall more on that side of we, yeah, like we know I, I, the I would,
1: system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The the one thing I guess I wouldn't defend is like he knew he didn't take the test. Yes, exactly. And he knew that that was like against the rules. Yes. Now, like whether he's, you know, whether he's within his rights to like. You, d- Game the system anyway because the system's stupid. So, like, go ahead, break the rules. Like- That's pretty much where we are right now. Yeah, like, in yeah. this whole
1: thing, it's like if if they're now saying that this is structurally wrong right. and set up for the guys to fail, then Derek is the perfect person to point that out. So, he's therefore, he's the pioneer. Yeah. He, he's, not, he's not in the wrong because. The system is incorrect, but we won't go back and revisit that. And revisionist history won't say that's the case. They'll still say Derrick Rose cheated on his SAT and he's a cheater. You know what I mean? He knowingly cheated. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, I I, I will start with that. Like if we're if if we're addressing, like to to be to be fair, like he knew at the time what he was doing was quote unquote wrong, breaking the rules, like could make him ineligible, all that kind of stuff. The, the, the part that you defend him on is that like d- since Derrick Rose was, I don't know, pick an age, 14, 13, 12, 16, doesn't really matter. He knew he wanted to play in the NBA. This is what he wanted to do with his life. He wants to play professional basketball. He wants to get paid handsomely for it. What else matters than that? That is the career path I, I am choosing. You do not need to pass the scholastic aptitude test to get buckets Tate. That is not a prerequisite to, like, be a bucket getter in the National Mm -hmm. Basketball Association. So if you really think about it, like, it's, it's kind of weird to, like, take a guy. The system is taking this guy, shoving him down this path, that he ultimately, like, if you would ask Derrick Rose back when he was coming out of high school, do you want to go to Memphis? He'd be like, of course not. I want to go to the NBA. This is stupid. Why do I have to go to class? Why do mm-hmm. I have to take these stupid tests? Mm-hmm. Who cares about my GPA? I'm the best player in the country. Why can I not get paid for it? So th- he was sort of, like, forced into this. And I know everyone argues, like, the, the, the counter argument that is, always like, he didn't have to go to college. He could have played overseas. I would say, like, honestly, not really. Like, you got to remember, in 2008, this was not a thing. And he could have been it could have been the pioneer that like Brandon Jennings kind of ended up becoming that like Brandon yeah, Jennings exactly. ended well, up maybe. being that, uh, that trailblazer that was like, tell with this, I'm going overseas. Cause like that, I mean, I, I don't remember. Were there guys that did it before him?
1: No, just, I mean, it was pretty much Brandon Jennings. Yeah, it, it, it was the Arizona, like Arizona thought Brandon Jennings was going to go there. And then he said, no, I'm not. I'm going to go so, overseas. Like yeah.
0: it was a path for Derek Rose to take, but not really. Like it's, it's easy to say now looking back, but at the time, that would have been the ballsiest thing on earth. if he would have been like, I'm going to Italy for a year to play. Like like it was when, Bra- when Brandon Jennings did, everyone was like, holy shit, what? You're going to Italy? Yeah, Why? but
1: let's, let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, Derrick Rose is not at a prep school like Oak Hill. Derrick Rose yeah. is a Simeon. He's also in a yeah. public school area. He's in Inglewood, Chicago, where, I mean, you, you talk about Illinois having the package deal with Derrick Rose. The reason that Derrick Rose didn't go to Illinois is because the coach at the time was too scared to come visit him in his house. That's why I didn't go to Illinois.
0: That's why the Chicago recruits are getting away from <laughs> Illinois. You
1: know what I mean? Like that. That's like a different conversation. Would, you know? I'll say
0: this. I I would say this. If I'm at Chicago State, Derrick Rose is not getting out of Chicago. I'm not letting it happen. <laughs>
1: You're gonna go in that house. I'm gonna. I'm take going it. to that
0: house. I promise you that. And I'm I'm getting become a uh what's what's our mascot cougar that's right i'm getting yes. him to become a cougar. <laughs> so yeah uh uh i think i think if you're defending Derek rose that's where you start is that he this was ultimately he was uh he came along at the wrong time if he comes uh if he's five years older not even five years what was he this third class second mm-hmm. class he was the second class of one yeah, year, yeah. right yeah because it was
1: Oh yeah oh seven oh eight yeah
0: yeah oh seven was the first class uh yeah so he's, if he's three years older, he's just going out of high school and this isn't a problem at all. And someone's like, "Derek, we, we have evidence that Derek Rose uh, did not take his SATs and everyone rolls their eyes. And they're like, cool. Thanks. And that's ultimately like kind of how this played out was that all of this kind of blew up after he was gone. And then all of a sudden he's, he's winning rookie of the year in Chicago and tearing up the NBA wins the MVP his third year in Chicago. But that first year he's getting asked about this. And, Part of the reason, like he, he he first of all, he's never come out and said, Yeah, I didn't take my SAT. But but secondly, like every time he's been asked about it, it's been in his rearview mirror to where like who why am I addressing this? Who cares? Like yep. this is in the past. I don't ultimately care. It was a means to an end. And I'm here and I got the end. I'm MVP at 23 years old. Why the hell do I why why am I gonna answer a question when you're asking me, like, did I take the SAT? Should John, should Memphis have should they be on three years probation or no year's probation, Derek? He's like, I don't give a shit. I have a game to play tonight. Leave me mm-hmm. alone. <laughs>
1: yeah, quite literally. And he's the youngest MVP <laughs> in NBA history a couple seasons in. And, you know, as they I, – I, as I was looking back, right, I was just typing in headlines like Derrick Rose cheater just to see like, you know, all these sports blogs that would pick this up. And you kind of read all of them, and they're all just talking about how Derrick Rose had taken so much away from Memphis and how he had cheated the game. And so I, I did my – I started to put my thinking cap on, Mark Titus. I started thinking about it, and it's like Memphis, all the money that they made from that one year – Yeah. No one took it, right? They kept all that money. Uh,
0: I I don't know if that's true. I think they, to your, your larger point stance, I do think part of the violations were Maybe like- Maybe they, they paid to, some they penalty. Re- let's, let's, they, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they, had they had to pay back like their NCAA tournament share or something. Yeah. But to your larger point, like it increased the profile of the, the school and they've made a ton of money since then because of and, it. Yeah.
1: And Derek Rose, right after the fact, he gives a, a a donation that's anonymous, an anonymous donation to Memphis to basically say like, my bad, like I'm yeah. not going to say anything, but yeah. here's the money for me to yeah. say, like I'll make up the damages that this may have cost you, right, to, to get you off my back. He pays that out to them. Everyone should be happy with that. And then, I, I mean, obviously the, the the redacted part of this, in my opinion like the, the whole the myth like can we just go back and stop erasing the history that we watched like even if it is like yeah they were yeah they or whatever like i'm i'm almost at the point yeah. where if we're gonna if we're gonna go back and say now that derrick rose shouldn't have had to take the sat to get into college anyway we're, we're just at the, as we as we can you keep bending it eventually will break you know
0: what i mean like, <laughs> yeah. i it, hear what you're saying so I, I share the same thought as you. Like uh, the the most recent the, the most recent example of having these discussions is Louisville getting their national title. Yes. Way. and it's like, are we going to pretend like we didn't watch Hancock? Luke Hancock make a rain. Um, we did. We all saw it. We saw it. But my my only other question is like, how how do you punish school? Like how do you? You have to do something, right? Like, you can't can't just have the Wild West of anarchy of, like... And and that's kind of where I fall. But, like, this isn't... Because so far, I've kind of been apologetic of of Derek Rose. I've been making an apology. uh, uh, I've I've been defending Derek Rose, But I do think that, like, you kind of have to have a structure. You have to have some sort of rules. And if you break the rules, there has to be a punishment. And I guess, like, figuring out where we fall on that. But I'm with you because it's like, I mean... Take down the banner. Doesn't like we all remember. Yeah, but 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 if awesome, if,
1: but if all the punishments are performative and they really have that no, is true. A, yeah, a, a, like they have no recourse and all they do is hurt kids that had nothing to do with it. What is right? The- other than I to think, pat, pat ourselves on the back and say, hey, we're keeping everything we everything did it, in order. Did
0: it. Yeah. What? We're, we're taking that fabric down. So now <laughs> that fixes everything. I think, I think that's the big takeaway, is the NCAA needs to get more creative with their punishments. I think we need like better ways to punish uh, things. Because, I mean, yeah, Derrick Rose like ultimately paid no price for that. Like, he, he went to the NBA. He wasn't punished at all. Cal, for what it's worth, we haven't even touched on the John Calipari part of this. Exactly. He was not implicated in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. He, uh, he played this beautifully, as, as Cal does. Like, I mean, the guy got out of Dodge. The, 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 the timeline, as a reminder, January 2009, the notice of allegations hit. <laughs> Two months later, John Calipari is like, "Do Blue blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. I'm out, and then he goes. Uh, he goes. He goes to Kentucky. His name wasn't even in the notice of allegations, but he knew. I mean, you, you, you smell smoke; you know fire's coming. I mean, the
1: NCAA found no wrongdoing on his part or Derek Rose's part. So, right. no, no one knows who right. did the wrongdoing, but apparently, everyone does. I don't know. It's a, it's right.
0: Close. But what? So, what, what would the punishment? Because I, yeah, like I, I have a hard time like. um Like there has to be, even now today in the current, as we look back on it and like, I don't think it's quite as big of a deal as it was back then, obviously, given what we've learned, like I'm not, uh, I wouldn't, if it happened now, I'm not writing a column, like crucifying the kid and saying like, yeah, that's wrong with college basketball. But I still think there's gotta be like a punishment. I still think it's like not nothing. It's gotta be something, right?
1: I mean, in, if it was in May two thousand eight or whatever, and all this stuff was coming out, and you were Mark Titus, the the college basketball writer at ESPN, and that was the media yeah. era, you would have to write that story. Is what yeah. I'm saying. That that was what I felt was unfortunate. The time was like everyone was waiting to to write that because everyone kind of had an idea that this is what went down. It was kind of hush hush. People were talking about it. It was behind the scenes, and it was more. I feel like an, an agent conversation for the NBA. Yeah, that, that, that it was. Yeah. Then it kind of got you know leaked down into the college basketball ranks, and that was uh I don't know it was just very unfortunate. But it's also it's funny how quickly in twelve years the 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 perceptions change to the other side. Where if someone did write that article right now, they would it would be over for them. You know, I'd be like, what yeah. are you talking about? This this kid is a is, is a product of the system, and no one's taking. Yeah, care right, right. Of him. Da, 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 da. and it would be a whole thing.
0: Yeah, the the I, if I would have wrote that, I would have had the big brain take, which is that Derek Rose. Don't crucify the kid, crucify the system yes. that, that put him in this position mm-hmm. that told him you have to go to college and you have to take these dumb tests that have no bearing whatsoever on your career earnings or what's going to happen the rest of your life. But we're going to force you to sit down and take this test. So the cow part of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I find that fascinating. That, that is one part. So I, I think as we look back on it now and you say, uh, how would things be handled if it happened today? I think Derek Rose... I think his legacy at Memphis isn't as big of a deal. Like I said, I do think people still, I, I think people, I, I don't think he gets a free pass. I think people are going to be like, that was wrong. Yeah. Like, like, we're not going to, we're not going to say you're a hero. You're not like some hero for having someone else for <laughs> cheating the system. But at the same time, like it's stupid that you're here. It, I, I would, I would equate it to the equivalent of like, yeah, like if, if we find out Zion took the bag, like it's, you're still breaking the rules but like we're in an era where everyone's cheering for the player. Every mm-hmm. Student athletes can do no wrong for the most part. On the flip side, I think if this happens today, Cal gets crucified even more than he did. I know he still does. I know this is something that gets brought up. Uh, you cannot mention John Calipari's name without mentioning two vacated Final Fours. The first one at UMass with Marcus Camby. In uh, this one, obviously being the second one he's the first coach ever, the only coach ever to have multiple final fours vacated i think I think if this happens today, the Cal thing is still a bigger deal because whether it's true or not, the n c a has pretended at least in the last few years to shift away from plausible deniability being a thing like they, that that that's been like a huge shift. I think, like, Roy was the last one that got in under the – as the gate was closing on plausible deniability, Roy just, like, slid right in and then it shut. And then Patino started knocking on the door. He's like – No,
1: I couldn't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Patino's like, what happened? Let me out. And Roy's just waving at him like, sorry, buddy.
1: (laughs) And he's just getting driven up to Iona.
0: Because people forget, Tate, Rick Patino – not directly implicated in any of the Louisville scandals except for the uh, the Italian restaurant one. I mean, I guess he was he was implicated just in that one, one. just one. But the but all the other stuff, he was not directly implicated. I think that was that was always the saving grace with Calipari. He was never mentioned in the notice of allegations. There was no evidence that he knew about this going on, um, other than like he was tight with World Wide West, who that that whole like angle. But that's circumstantial. So back in the day, like I you you, there were a ton of people who were defending Cal. Among them, Tate. The Kentucky governor, when John Calipari gets hired at Kentucky and all of this blows up in Memphis, and the the, the news outlets are looking for quotes, they're asking the Kentucky AD, they're asking who, They asked the Kentucky governor, how do you feel about John Calipari being involved somewhat in the scandal at Memphis? And then now he's the new Kentucky head coach. He says, I'm not worried about it. Because they have never said Coach Cal did anything wrong at all. I think he's a very upstanding guy. I think that's his reputation. I think that reputation will be with him here. I really don't foresee any problems. That was the Kentucky governor at the time. Great answer. And I, he might not be wrong. I'm just saying, like, if this happens today, the NCAA says, based on just kind of how what happened with the Patino thing, and I know that, I, I know that uh, Louisville ultimately made the decision for the NCAA in that one, but uh, – The way the NCAA is talking, at least, whether they're dropping the hammer or not, the way they're talking is that plausible deniability is no longer okay. If something happens under your watch, you have to take the fall for it. So I think if this happens today, Cal, he doesn't necessarily – he doesn't get a five-year show cause or anything, but he gets hit with something.
1: Yeah, He doesn't get a better job. He doesn't get get hired by He doesn't get his
0: golden parachute to Camelot where he's now (laughs) (laughs) making $35 million over the next eight years or whatever it was. And
1: recruiting the next Derrick Rose, John Wall. I mean, Uh yeah, that that was a pretty good deal for for Calipari and a pretty good deal for Derrick Rose, which is why I feel like most Memphis fans are upset about Derrick Rose and John Calipari for the right reasons, right? Both those guys got out of Dodge at the right time. Derrick really never had to answer for it because like you said, he goes to Chicago and he's beloved by Chicago. He goes to his hometown. So Memphis is... You know, that's a sidebar. That's not even a conversation that people are having anymore. It's all about Chicago. It's all focused on Chicago. Cal, like you said, he's in Camelot. It's all about Kentucky. It's all about building the brand of Kentucky. It's all about mm-hmm. being the face of I'm the cool one and done coach. This is how you get to the NBA. And he hardly even referenced, you know, Derek Rose in Memphis when he talked about yeah. it. He obviously did with John Wall and cousins of those guys. But once that class was there, that was the class. That was the blueprint. That Whoa. was who he pointed to. And uh, I don't know, it, it is, I understand the, the Memphis fan point of view. which Well, is, I'm upset.
0: the other point of view, if you're a Memphis fan is uh, not only all that, but um, DeMarcus Cousins and, and Xavier Henry were committed to Yes. Memphis at the time. <laughs> and so was uh, John Wall was thought to be like, what was John Wall was, Wall was number one, Cousins was two. Mm-hmm. And Henry was three or something like that. So they they were one two three. Yeah, and they something.
1: were all like yeah exactly.
0: Cousins and Henry have already committed to Memphis at Cal or to Cal at Memphis. I mean, and then John Wall was thought to be like John Wall. Even if you ask him today, like he says he went to Kentucky just because of Cal. Like he just wanted to play for Cal. So like you can kind of deduce that John Wall was going to end up at Memphis if that was the case. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of you, you just start playing the what if game and connecting dots. And if this Derrick Rose SAT thing doesn't happen and the national runner up stands. And that's like a that's etched in stone and cemented in John Calipari's legacy. And then he's got number one, number two, number three lined up coming for next year. And there is no notice of allegations in January 2009. Is John Calipari going to Kentucky? I don't think he is. I, think I don't he's, think I he is Memphis either yeah, the top yeah. three recruits coming to coming to Memphis. I think that's what's yeah.
1: And I think Memphis is a blue blood, right? I mean I think it, so. Yeah. And then Rick Barnes and John Calipari are battling it out of like the Memphis, Tennessee thing is amazing. And Kentucky is one of those You know, are they going to get back? You know, it's an Indiana situation where everyone's like, who's going to be the coach to come in and clear this up and figure this out? And that's why, I don't know, the – the chips fell very well for everyone uh, yeah, at the top Memphis. of college, basketball, except for Memphis. Yeah. Which is who also, I loved out the best. Jared Tarkadian taught us about this. So I don't know. It seems a little too, I don't know. I don't know. I loved
0: out the best part that 31 year old Josh Pastner took over at was zero head coaching experience after all this. So Memphis, uh, Memphis fans literally sued, uh, Rose and Cal and the uh, yep. Memphis athletic director they were the season some season ticket holders got together and they said that they're, they had a loss of value on their season ticket they 're not wrong by the way i don 't mm-hmm. blame them mm-hmm. they, they had bought season tickets they valued them at, at x amount because they thought Memphis was about to be a blue blood. And then all this shit hit the fan, and, Josh, and, and suddenly you look up, and thirty-one-year-old Josh Pastner's got his thumb up his ass on the sideline. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, and Will, what? Will Barton, Will Barton's looking over there. He's yeah. like, what are we doing? He's like, what are we running? Uh, how did yeah. this happen? <laughs> yeah. I the, the 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 deepest conspiracy theory that we can come up, or I can think of right now, is that Calipari he flew too. You know how everything's too close like, to the sun? It, <laughs> yeah, it's Icarus. Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Icarus situation was he had too much talent coming to Memphis. He was like, I, yeah. I, look at Memphis for the next decade. I have to get out of Dodge right now. Maybe he leaked the report. Maybe he was like, Derek didn't take the test and uh, I'm going to. So
0: my question to you, Tate, if, if this happens today, going, going, shifting back into that mode, what if, what if this NABC proposal goes through and the SAT is abolished as a, uh, a requisite for, for college athletes. There's a world where like guys still have to take the SAT, but it's not necessarily going to make them ineligible if they don't score high enough. So, if we find out that all of this is – rea- that's the situation in the world. And then a guy like Derrick Rose comes along and has someone take his SAT for him. Do you think uh, Memphis should be punished for that in any way, shape, or form? Do you think it's un- – it's, it's obviously a little unethical. But, like, where, where do you fall on that? What is the outrage there? If he still s- cheats. yeah.
1: I'm going to say this. I do not think for one second that Derrick Rose hatched a plan to have someone take his SAT for him
0: yeah I, mean, I don't think so either
1: like i don't i don't think this was his plan I, I, think I, think, I think i think if it were up to him he could have basically been like guess what i'm just not playing college basketball and then i'm going to try to go get drafted in the nba yeah um, and that probably would have been his choice that's and that's true. that's sort of like for me is a lot of the times with these conversations we're like as if you know jonathan Kaminga, right let's just use him for example he's the one that's plotting this grand scheme there's a yeah, lot of right, there's a right. lot of people that are around that have their own plan for for these type of players. But I don't think I would be upset other than the fact that it would weird me out that it's a more of a care, like, right. It's it's the person that would, that would be uh, in question, not the player. Right. It's like, why would you personally want to do that? I like the way that you play basketball. I like your competitiveness, whatever you may like about their game. But as a person, how could you, you yeah. know, with your conscience be able to do that cleanly? I think that would be
0: It the depends theory. on how much I like the guy. If it's Zion that does it, I'm yeah. like, "Tight. That's cool, If it's man. Cam Reddish, it's I'm it's like, dope. "You can go somewhere else." <laughs> yeah, if it's Cam Reddish, you're like, "What an <laughs> asshole." Yeah. If it's Grayson Allen, throw him in prison. If it's <laughs> yeah, Zion, yeah. you're like, "Tight, dude." <laughs> Good for <Grace>. you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the other crazy part about all this is that I've seen all these Ivy League schools because of the pandemic, they're they're not going to take uh, SAT and ACT scores in into consideration this year because of you know the testing sites not being available and all sort of stuff. So that that kind of sets the table yeah. right for these schools to say, well, they don't really matter anyway. So yeah. then they, they're out of consideration. I know in North Carolina when I was applying, they told us that the SAT didn't as matter as much as it did. Five yeah, years I
0: always before. found that. I it's so weird. Some schools think the ACT is a bigger deal. Something the SAT. Yeah. I don't know why. When I was coming out of high school, I was led to believe the SAT was the bigger deal. Um, so when I took the ACT, I didn't even really care. I yeah. just kind of was go- – I-, I scored pretty well on my SAT. I'm not going to say the score because uh, you can't win when you do that. If you it's can't too win. high, yeah. you get arrested for being a nerd. If it's too <laughs> low, what a moron. But, yeah, I took the SAT. I did pretty good on it, and then – uh pretty good i just caught myself pretty bad bad grammar as i'm talking about this i did pretty well on the sat uh so then when i took the act i was like who cares like this doesn't this one doesn't actually matter but then as i've gotten older like started talking to other friends the opposite's true with mm-hmm. where they grew up so i that that right there tells me this is all stupid yeah how do you have some may, some tests matter some don't yeah it's weird
1: it's all stupid and the other part about this whole thing is that if it's just based on grades right i mean i know this from i went to private school for middle school in my hometown i mean the the private schools they don't have any checks so if they have a kid that's really good he can make yeah. a d in a class and now he has an a and who right. is going to check the well, university anyway? I, I,
0: I left out that part uh of of going through my timeline there was also <laughs> apparently when derrick rose was in high school he had all of his grades changed for him too that was something that uh I mean that that happened. But also like duh. Yeah, <laughs> of I, mean, I, I like, would definitely not. Cuz I'm don't. with you. I think I think when these when these stories gets packaged, uh the headline is like Derrick Rose concocted this plan mm-hmm. to throw double middle fingers at every authority figure in his life and say to hell with all of you. Mm-hmm. I don't care about but education. It's burned to the ground. No, That's how people read ground. it. Yeah. The reality is Derrick Rose was probably in a room just texting, or what was it, 2006, six seven? He's probably on a sidekick. He's on a sidekick. Back in yeah. the day. He's on mm-hmm. a sidekick just texting, and someone comes in and is like, all right, Derrick, here's the plan.
1: you got to go to Detroit. Uh,
0: you got go to you gotta go to, to college, and the way we're going to do that is you're going to go to Detroit, <laughs> yeah. and you're just going to go to Pistons game, and then mm-hmm. uh, just come back in a couple of days, and he's like,
1: Cool.
0: And that's all I said. Like that was... Straight up.
1: straight up. I mean, and that's the problem with all of this. I mean, there's so many people that are runners and people around that you kind of, I mean, his mom, I, I read Derek's biography and his mom basically was like, I do not want him to have people around him. So I kept him inside. I tried to keep him isolated. I tried to keep him away from people that wanted to talk to Ahead him. Ahead of his time, so,
0: self-quarantining. Good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the craziest part of it all, if you really think about it, is that Derek Rose plays for the Pistons now and his whole basketball uh, yeah. journey started at a pistons game when everyone kind of got riled up and now he's the point guard for the pistons mm. and he's kind of had like a second life in the nba for for lack of a better term and i don't know i just want people to not have a, a warped perception uh, perception of him because of college basketball and i blame the college basketball fans because we're we're so uh I don't know what the right term is, but we're so fixated on following the, the, the structures oh, and the yeah. guidelines and, and making sure that everything goes by the books. But the books are cooked, folks. The books are
0: cooked, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's what's been like the last few years, the last five years of, of college sports. Like but
1: we've known that the they're basketball. cooked. It just yeah. people didn't talk about it as much. Yeah. And I think that's why you and I show, I mean, not to, to, to break the fourth wall, but the reason why it was so shocking, we were talking about dropping the bag. I mean, Dominic Wilkins was getting the bag dropped. You know, oh yeah, yeah, seventy eight. But but it just wasn't a, a popular conversation to have. Kareem
0: there. was getting the bag drop. Kareem, <laughs> exactly. was, yeah, doing the.
1: To- <laughs> yeah. so that's where we are. Like, yeah, let, let's, let's look at it. Let's address it. And who knows? Maybe we fix yeah. it. Maybe we I, I
0: think I think in the last five years, that's been the fun. The the, the huge shift in college sports is uh, not only are people like pulling back the curtain. But they 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 want the curtain pulled back even more. Like there's mm-hmm. like the, the whole the whole facade is just being blown away. Um, but we've all known the facade is there. And I think like <laughs> the reason the reason nothing's ever really happened is because there's never been enough time to like mobilize an effort against these systems at play. Because yeah. the people who are suffering or the people who are are getting screwed by the system or whatever are the, the athletes obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking about paying the players. I'm talking about situations like this where Derek Rose, for all we know, I mean, yeah, sure. He probably made some money. Uh, he probably got the bag drop for him, but, uh, outside of his brother getting uh, put on a couple flights, like there's no evidence that Derek Rose got the bag. And I mean, you know, you you guys that listen to the show know where we stand on this. Of course he probably got the bag, but, uh, not even that. It's the, the, the SAT stuff, the, um, kind of like being steered to certain schools based on like what shoe brand your AAU team. And then like suddenly you're Brian Bowen and you look up and your dad's taking the bag and you're like, you have to go to the school. And he's like, huh, I don't want to go there. I wanted to go, you know, all that stuff. So all these guys that are getting screwed for the longest time, by the time they realized what was happening, they were graduated and moved on to the NBA or moved on to and – they, and, they, and at that point, they're like Derek Rose was, where he's like, dude, uh, I'm, that's in my past. I'm trying to win the MVP. Like, I don't really care. And that just kept happening over and over. And uh, I don't know what it is about the last five years. Maybe it's like social media. Guys started talking to each other more. Uh, they flew close to, uh, too close to the sun. Oh, the, wow. The
1: shoe. Hold up. Did, did they? Is the, shoe,
0: the shoe companies and the coaches and the NCAA, they all started – they just got greedy and greedy, greedy and greedy and wanted too much. And now uh, – the reaping what they sowed. I don't know, but like that—that that has been the big thing in the last five years—is like player rights. Um, and I think it's—I think it's for the better. I think it's a good thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, this 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 story is is very fascinating because I think it, it is a great example of one that Derrick Rose definitely did something wrong in the mm-hmm. sense that he did not take his SAT. And the rules say you must take your SAT. He knew he did something wrong, and yet, if it happens now, we would still say it's wrong. But you'd be like, I get it. I just get I get it and I realized that he didn't have he, he was just a pawn in the game and all the guy wanted to do was hoop and like all these adults were were squeezing every dime they could out of him and telling him where to go and he was just like whatever just give me the Yeah league. quite literally
1: whatever give me the basketball I'm the point guard for the Memphis Tigers I'm going to listen to this coach who actually seems to genuinely care about me and I think yeah. one of the things that the sat that if this all goes through and happens is that i had so many kids from hometown close hometowns bond north carolina all these little where tariq cohen is from there were so many talented players that couldn't go to vcu or couldn't get into nc state they couldn't go to all these schools because of the sat and the act and a lot of it was culturally blocking them from being able to go to these places to qualify yeah. and sometimes there was a kid in my high school nick jeffries that VCU couldn't get him in, and then they were able to get him in, but it was like they didn't know if they were going to put in the resources to try to get him in originally, and it's like it's a decision that's made. But these are people's lives, and I hope that if this blockade is sort of taken out of consideration, then maybe some of those guys get those opportunities that didn't get the opportunities before. They can go to a a place of higher education, and honestly, people from my hometown are going to take that as a real opportunity if they get to go to Duke or an NC Central or North Carolina or NC State It's going to hit different and they're going to take it really seriously. And they're not, it's not going to be some, you know, I'm here for eight months and then I'm going to the NBA. But, um, and that may change the landscape of college basketball.
0: To your point, this is why, uh, we do a lot of shtick on this show, but all shtick aside, dead serious, I welcome the G League turning into like, uh, what everyone thinks is competition at college basketball, taking all the top recruits, all that kind of stuff. I, I welcome it in the sense that. I want there to be a viable option for these guys, for a guy like Derrick Rose coming out. And I, I want the NBA to let guys come out of high school. I think that's an NBA, mm-hmm. like, just be better scouts. That's ultimately what got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why they instituted the one and done rule in the first place is because scouts couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot and drafting like guys straight out of the womb. And it's like, just yeah. be better scouts and you don't have this problem. But uh, if we're not going to do that, have the G league be a viable option for a guy like Derek Rose coming out of, out of high school. And then that way, the guys who do go to college, like genuinely want to be there. If, if those guys are cheating on their SATs, we punish them. We're like, listen, this is, we're, this is an institution of higher learning. Like we, we have these, if it's not the SAT, whatever it is, whatever the yeah. stipulations are, this is what you signed up for. We, we, we are not a professional basketball league. We are an institution of higher learning with extracurricular basketball. That is what yeah. we do here. And if this is what you want to be a part of, these are the rules you follow. And if you don't, go over here and make five hundred grand in the G League. Like those are your options. Yeah, yeah. It would be awesome. And that would make college basketball better because all this corruption and all everything going on would i mean probably wouldn't go away all the way but it certainly helped the problem it
1: definitely helps and i do want to point out juco because i do think that junior college has been an an answer for a lot of those guys those bridge guys that couldn't get into a a certain school because of these barriers that were in place they go juco they work their way up and they get another chance and a a guy like jay scrub who was a juco guy that should have gone to louisville stayed in juco and he's probably going to be a top 15 pick in the nba draft this year so yeah uh, there are obviously alternatives but if if we can get these guys into an NC State or into a Wake Forest or a places of higher learning on the first time around, and actually try to facilitate a place where they can learn and grow and be groomed, that would be great. Because then we're be all good. instead of us having this guilt while we watch these kids and saying they deserve more, they deserve. Yeah, yeah for stuff it's like no this is this is great we all can support this,
0: this yeah exactly yeah that's and the, the same thing like i think that solves the the players getting paid problem too i think like i don't know that's, let's I, that's right let's kill the facade
1: let's kill the facade that's it is all it. like
0: allow name image likeness don't pay any salaries make the g league like a real thing or just give her the one and just make them go let them go to the, to the league what are we doing what are we doing final thought just a yes or no don't need to elaborate don't need to incriminate anyone Do you personally know anybody who cheated on SAT or ACT or had someone else take them for it or anything like that?
1: Yes, I knew a business where someone was taking SATs and ACTs. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why, I mean, we did the bag moms last year, you know, with Lori Loughlin and and Felicity Huffman. And I mean, I I thought that was going to be a much bigger deal than it was at the end of the day. I don't think they're serving anything large, but that is – something that happens. I mean, college is a pressure situation puts parents in a lot of pressure, pressure situations. social pressure comes into it. The kids are under a lot of pressure because they have to live up to certain, some sort of expectation. And that's just in the, the white, mm-hmm. you know, educated, whatever quality of you know, the private school kids basically is what I would call them. And that's, what's going through there with Laurie Laughlin. Can you imagine what happens in an inner city? I know yeah, you don't yeah. have, you know, people taking you to college board classes every week to learn about what's going to be on the test and all these types of things. Yeah. Um, yes
0: yes (laughs) one word yes my my buddy keller who you know well who i've mentioned a few times on the show um
1: the original troll
0: he scored he scored 50 points higher than me on the sat it was very very close he did slightly Mm -hmm. better than me and there have been rumors swirling for years (laughs) that he paid someone to take his sat for him (laughs) and uh i'm not saying he did i'm just saying if if you start looking at the evidence you start analyzing those handwriting samples Mm -hmm. i don't know you can you can you can draw some some certain conclusions so uh Yeah, this was guy. This was my best friend growing up, and um, yeah. So obviously, there's no way he did better than. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Look at the samples.
0: My final thought, and I think this is a very important point to make. As all of this was going on at Memphis with Derrick Rose, the women's golf team at Memphis was also wrapped up in a scandal where they were giving $3,000 of Im- impermissible benefits to their players, which in women's golf, like $3,000 might as well be $10 million.
1: Yeah, for real. That's that's legendary.
0: So I think a lot of the Derrick Rose uh, hoopla, a lot of the, the outrage was just a cover, a diversion <laughs> mm-hmm. away from the real scandal, which is that the women's golf team was – dropping the bag for the, <laughs> did, for the Memphis women's it? golf team. No one, where's the outrage over that? You won't find it and that's mm. be, that's by design. Everyone mm. turn mm. your attention to Derek Rose because he's going to the NBA and there's nothing anybody can do about it and don't focus on the women's golf team. It's disgusting. It's rotten to the core and uh, I'm not going to let it slide. It's been yeah. 11 years, but I'm I'm on to you. Classic
1: misdirection. Uh, shout out to Chris Vernon. Uh, we need him to come on and, and discuss this whole thing. We need the Memphis. This is yeah. the real Memphis saga.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more scandals, specifically Keith Van Horn versus Under Armour <laughs> and Keith Van Horn taking the bag from Nike. Also do a little bubble watch. Uh, there's some stuff from the NBA bubble we got to hit. We'll be back right for this.
1: Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Dell. Whether you're working remotely, taking web classes, binge watching TV, or gambling, Dell is here to help you find the right tech. From XPS and Alienware computers that are redefining what's possible with 10th Gen Intel Core processors to the latest top-brand electronics, our seamless tech solutions will help keep you connected. Plus, you can get free shipping. Call us today at 800 Buy Dell B U Y D E L L. That's 800 B U Y D E L L. Back to the podcast.
0: All right, say so before we get to the uh, bubble update uh, with the NBA, which is is going swimmingly, we're very excited to talk about that. Uh there, there is this Keith Van Horn story. that you, This is your corner that, that mm-hmm. you discovered. You saw this tweet. You sent it to me. Um, Keith Van Horn taking shots at Under Armour. This is notable because Under Armour <laughs> is uh, Utah. Keith Van Horn alma, alma mater um, yep. is an Under Armour school. And Keith Van Horn is very much not an Under Armour guy. Lay, g- give the people a little background on what happened here.
1: So Keith Van Horn for people that don't know, he uh, went to the his NBA career went to the finals twice famously. 02 with the Nets with Jason Kidd, they lost and then 2006, same thing, they lost and then he retired at the age of 30 and everyone's like what happened to Keith Van Horn? He went to Twitter and he's there <laughs> and he's obviously like you know a great business man. he's, he's done with basketball these types of things and he's a great follow because he talks shit to BYU fans you know especially anytime that BYU lost to someone little like three or four years ago and he tweeted the whole day like that they had lost this team however many times over so these are the things that we like about Keith Van Horn but what we don't like is Under Armour and as we as we go through the the Under Armour big signings it was all about the summer of 2016 And so I did some research, Mark Titus. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, October 12th, 2016, to be exact, Utah and Under Armour signed a 10-year deal, a 10-year extension to to a deal that was already eight years in the making. They signed in 2008 with Under Armour. They were one of the initial partners with Under Armour. After they went 13-0 in football, they beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Under Armour came in, swooped in, and said, we want West Coast. We want West Coast football. We want Utah. Was this so,
0: so? Hold on. Give me the timeline. This they went undefeated in football in twenty sixteen.
1: In two thousand eight. Oh, oh two thousand eight. I'm sorry. Had the yeah, the first yeah, yeah. contract. Yeah, the first this, contract. So this is this, this is Under Armour like trying to get into the world, right? They, wait, give trying, me the
0: give me the timeline because they so the Alex Smith team that was like Four, oh five. that was Urban Meyer and then he goes yeah, to yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they went undefeated again.
1: Yes. Yes. They went 13-0 and they beat Alabama the year before they won the title That's against right. Texas. Yes. I
0: remember this now. Yes. Okay. And so, so they signed the contract in 08. So, then they re-up in 2016. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. So okay. they come in, they, they come in basically at the, at the right time, right? Where Under Armour yeah. is hot because they're like, we're going to, we're going to change Maryland football. Maryland's going to get out of the ACC. Maryland's going <laughs> to go to the Big Ten and take over the world. We're going to take over West Coast football with Utah And, anyways, all this leads to Keith Van Horn in 2020. Uh, This is four years after that 10 year deal. He says UA shoes are trash. Uh, The gear is trash. Uh, He doesn't even want to wear his his famed Utah gear. And again, Keith Van Horn is a four year guy at Utah. I took him to the Elite Eight, had some great moments. Rick Majeris and him, I mean, they had such a great. Friendship. I think he had a kid when he was at Utah. He has a lot of ties to the University of Utah. He's a big voice at the University of Utah. So for Keith Van Horn to get online, this is more damning than UCLA. For him to get online and say, I'm done with Under Armour. I want Nike. He works for Nike. It feels like a right, door is yeah. open.
0: You could put a face to this. The, the UCLA one is just your, the entity of UCLA versus mm-hmm. the entity of Under Armour. This is
1: not Kareem doing this. this, this yeah, is, this is yeah. Keith
0: Van Horn. This is yes. this is Utah basketball royalty. Mm-hmm. He, uh his his direct quote on Twitter. So the what happened was a fan tweeted at Keith Van Horn. Someone please <laughs> send uh and then they tag Van Horn a Utah mask. That black Nike abomination is an affront to our Under Armour school. And Van Horn quote tweeted and said, I don't wear UA garbage. I wish Utah would see the light. Players hate the their UA shoes too. Um, And then you go to Keith Van Horn's Twitter bio. He's an entrepreneur, a coach, and a founder of Colorado Premier, a nonprofit Nike-sponsored, hashtag Nike Girls EYBL Basketball Club. So um, he's very much in the bag for Nike. I don't blame him. I just find that the timing of it all is beautiful because, uh, yeah, we just touched on the Under Armour versus the world. Basically, that's what it's become. Under Armour is persona non grata in college basketball. No one wants it. We we did talk – like, we were obviously laughing a lot about how they're suing everybody and trying to – Trying mm-hmm. to uh, force majeure, they're trying to <laughs> force majeure their way out of all these contracts. Um, but in, in, in all seriousness, the shoes are garbage, and everyone who <laughs> plays basketball those shoes hates those shoes. I have one yeah. pair of Under Armour running shoes, and I was, I wore them like five. Like my mom bought them for me because they were like half price at Kohl's or something. She's mm-hmm. like, I thought I thought you'd look good at these. I wore them like on three runs, and I thought my feet were gonna fall apart. Never wore them again. Under Armour's in a tough spot. It's, it's just a, it's, it's a tough spot. And as we know, the, the, the college basketball world is run by shoe brands. And uh, when the whole world hates your shoes, yikes. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's not a fun place to be. And I, in fact, the, the one time I recall being sent shoes from Under Armour, it was the Steph Currys, the, the, the dad fours that they yeah. sent. They look like golf shoes. Uh, and, and he sent them, uh, and I tried to wear them. I mean, they were comfortable to wear like, the grocery store but it was one of those things where it's not it is not They're, suit in a basketball setting. Uh, I I shit
0: least. you not. My Under Armour running shoes became my lawn mowing shoes.
1: Yeah, exactly that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a it's like a hang out of the house type of shoe which is totally cool cuz you know Steph's a suburban type guy so he's just hanging around like you said mowing the lawn doing um, Yeah, whatever. yeah.
0: I forgot to mention when we, we were Island going leaves. over we were going over the the rise and fall of Under Armour. Uh, what was that like? A, a, I've lost track of time. A month ago, whenever we did that that initial podcast, it
1: could be both last week or a month yeah, ago. Yeah. but I have no and idea. It is both or last year. It's, <laughs> somehow
0: it's both. Yeah, it's, it's actually both. Uh, we we were talking about the the year that Under Armour had in 2015 with the with with Steph uh, winning the title and mm-hmm. Spieth was on fire and mm-hmm. Cam Newton was MVP mm-hmm. and on down the line. Uh, someone tweeted me. Someone retweeted me and reminded me that one thing we forgot to mention, just to add to that long list of things that was awesome in 2015, and then the snap of a finger, everything went to hell in 2016. Bryce Harper, National League MVP in 2015, Under Mm. Armour athlete. Mm. playing out of his mind and then in 2016 he had one of the worst hitting seasons of his career so i just thought i'd add that i just throw that on top of the pile I, I completely forgot about that part
1: it's never fun to be on top of the mountain especially when adidas and nike are actually on top of the mountain and you think you're on top of the yeah. mountain they just kind of look we at, need
0: we like, need to get mike bray back on the show and have him be the the voice of under armor tell mm-hmm. us that all this is going to be okay he's a big under armor guy at, uh, at notre dame have it we need, we need him on here to like talk us off this ledge because positive vibes only I got positive <laughs> yeah. vibes but at the same time we got to figure something out under Armour, this is not this is not going well how
1: can you have your your initials be ua and you not do some sort of play on ucla like why can't you not right, start right. ua and expand out to ucla but maybe they do the opposite of that when they pull out do of you the, think- when the force majeure happens they they close the, the force UA. majeure <laughs>
0: Force majeure. I don't don't say I don't say the phrase "force majeure" enough in my life. I gotta pepper that in. Uh, Under Armour's biggest mistake was naming their company like they spell Under Armour the wrong way. Yeah, Yeah, they spell the Canadian way, and I think you're gonna turn off a lot of that. That's not gonna win over Middle America. I mean, you could you could slap your logo on the Golden Domers all you want, but Middle America sees you spell out your. Your name also. A-R-M-O-U-R what does America
1: call? like? They want one word. They want Madonna. They want Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want Adidas. They want Nike. They don't want two words. Like they, yeah. that's too much. Like yeah. especially if one of the words is under. People like. And then you start over.
0: talking about UA, and like suddenly you're like University of Arizona. Is that what we're talking about? What? Are, yeah, it's it's too much. It's
1: Let's too make up a new brand, Overshield, and we over- take on under. <laughs> <laughs> we take on Under Armour
0: over shield yeah might as well i mean shit like if, if you just file the paperwork we probably have more capital right now than Under <laughs> so, how much money you got in your pocket i got yeah, i got, got 20 it. bucks i think uh, i think Let's we're in better shape in i think you you open up our books they're gonna look better in Armour's right now <laughs> <laughs> uh underarm sponsor the pod well we, mm, we can turn we this thing to. around for you okay. we can uh we're we are your ticket we'll we'll fix this uh just give us lots of lots of money and you don't really need to give us shoes we, we're, we're good on shoes oh, yeah i was gonna say
1: is, is there any like if you had to pick a college basketball program i was trying to think like it, the only one i could think of was texas that they could go into and just buy their way into and everyone what is say, yeah i think they yeah, wanted to do
0: that, like that with notre dame, notre dame. like if you, so are you asking like what one program could is like has they the thought eco, it was notre dame the they thought could,
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's like to be tech. like
0: we'll change everything just yes yeah.
1: we like, are an under armor school yeah.
0: now it's, it's, uh, it's, they thought it was Notre Dame. It's not, it's not, um, because Notre it's Dame, not UCLA, Notre Dame is just like kind of preaching to the choir. Like, Notre Dame is a huge brand, obviously, but like the people that like the Notre Dame brand resonates with are already kind of like Notre Dame people to where mm-hmm. it's just like kind of a, you're not, you're not winning over new people with Notre Dame. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you've, you've, no, the, the line of no, the sand no, has no, been drawn. Not. Either yeah. you're a Notre Dame person <laughs> or you're not, you know, yes, and like, yes, most people probably aren't. I think, I think they tried it with UCLA as well. I think, the problem with UCLA is people are just kind of too blase on the West coast. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen it really. Mm-hmm. It's just not mm-hmm. good. Gonna... So I, I think the two choices are Texas or Ohio state, Ohio state's not going to do it, but I has got to be like Texas, like Texas is the one like they, they started the longhorn network and everyone's like, what's that? And they're like, we just show only Texas stuff. Yeah. Said. We we just play our game. People still watch <laughs> yeah. it. They love it.
1: Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's the only one, but even then like even Florida, you know, like I don't think Florida has the cachet. I don't think Alabama has the cachet um because because it's really i don't know it changes everything like it just changes i think the whole, like i think ohio state is i think ohio them.
0: state does but one ohio state's not going to do it because it's going to like sink the like yeah we, go, you we got a good LeBron. thing going We're not LeBron gonna, yeah. Anymore, yeah. yeah exactly uh but we got a good thing going like the the Yeah, the the Ohio State athletic department is smooth sailing right now. We Mm -hmm. don't want to shake things up and take a risk. But two, yeah, they're just not going to do it. But it would Ohio (laughs) State would make a lot of sense because uh, uh, if they did do it, like all the Ohio State fans are buying. I I feel like Ohio State is one of the schools that like is buying more gear than any other school. It does show power rankings of like what (laughs) fan bases are buying the most gear. Yeah, because they're all going to
1: Dix. Like, as soon as that hits, they're like, all right, let's go to Dix and get some Ohio State underarm gear. Ohio
0: State's a big one. Um, hmm. Texas, obviously, yeah. I I think, uh, yeah, Michigan's got to be up there.
1: Michigan's yeah. got to be up there as well. I mean, I Carolina, feel like Nebraska's Carolina probably Carolina sneaky. Could.
0: Nebraska could be sneaky. The, the Syracuse, Syracuse is a good
1: Syracuse answer. is a good one. Duke's a good one too. I mean, it's impossible. Duke, Duke, it's Duke, is, Duke, Duke is Nike and uh, Carolina's Nike. But like, if if Under Armour just went to Duke and was like, "I'll give you a billion dollars for fifteen yeah. years," I think that one Duke says yes, and two, all the Duke fans are like, "We've been Under Armour." For yeah.
0: That. I uh, Kentucky too. I we we see. Yeah, 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 Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could feel the We're wrath of Kentucky good. fans yeah, tweeting at us. Like I we know. we Kentucky as well, obviously. Tennessee maybe too. Tennessee would be a good one. All the checks, like you just make a bunch Kansas, of checkers.
1: Just talking about blue bloods. Kansas. Yeah, it's good just.
0: We be- <laughs> <laughs> just do a cross reference of the list we just made and the list of like all the best college basketball programs. Would you look at that? Yeah, who'd have thought? Gonzaga. Uh, all right. NBA update, uh, bubble update. Yep. We already hit the big bullet point. Zero players have tested positive in the last week. 236, I want to say it was. Was that the number? 326. It might 300, be yep. It was 326. Players tested. Zero tested positive. Positive vibes only, unless we're testing for Corona, in which case negative vibes only is what we're after. <laughs> the bubble is working, Tate? Dare I say it? I We have been, I I'll just, I'll put it on me. I have been the biggest skeptic. I've been the biggest hater. Uh, I shifted my focus two weeks ago. I said, "Screw it, let's let's do it." I'm positive vibes only. We're doing this thing. I'm pleasantly surprised. We're not out of the woods yet. I think games have to actually start.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We we need basketball. Yeah. We need basketball Everyone's starts. like
0: popping champagne, like we did it. And uh, there's still like three months to go. But no cases right now. And mm-hmm. as long as uh, we can get Dwight Howard to wear a <laughs> yeah, mask, exactly, uh, everything's gonna be fine. What's that? It says Dwight says he doesn't wear masks and he doesn't believe in vaccinations okay yeah interesting
1: so that's pretty that, that's the only negative vibes headline that we have is that dwight howard may get kicked out uh for his lack of mask wearing but everyone else seems to be full throttle
0: yeah his his quote was uh i didn't know that coronavirus be flying through the air looking for people and to that we say dwight that is how a virus works uh, <laughs> it, it is I was looking for Dwight, Dwight, Dwight. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight, you ignorant select. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is
1: going on? What is happening? Uh yeah, I mean it, it is interesting. You mentioned the bubble. Like I'm learning a lot about certain types, like certain players, right? Like that that I didn't really know that much about or, or what their hobbies are or how they act. And one of those people I want to personally apologize to is Luka Doncic because Luka mm. is one of those people where he I, I have always personally <laughs> here we go he, he wanted to make a show about him right Like you know it's all, all right. about Luca all the time. but as I've watched him, he just he's just an infectious spirit in the sense yep. that he's like a little kid and he and he's like Steph Curry in that sense. he's a playground type kid and he just likes to screw around and play any sport and as someone who likes to play anything that's going on because like I'm adD kind of I feel that it, it feels like every single time I get on Twitter, it's the Mavs with some new thing. Is JJ beret and Luca Doncic yeah. doing something? It's yeah. like this is their new activity. Tape. Uh, and I and I used to I used to have some hate in my heart for this man, but it's really it's really changing, and I don't know what to do about it
0: because I don't like. You disgust it. me. I don't you're like just, it. You could you could uh, you could sit your ass on an exercise bike and hook it up to the uh, the bubble, the NBA, but you could power the entire thing with all the backpedaling you're doing. That I I just can't believe that, I can't disgusting.
1: believe that this guy actually seems to be likable. I I just didn't understand. No
0: real ones know that we never. I never hated Luca, I, even when we were making fun of everyone that. I, we didn't I, hate him. I never I hated even hated Luca. I hated the show. I didn't really, yeah. I hated the, uh, I, I'm just very firm in my belief, my hatred of everyone who's like, this guy has to be. I, I didn't even hate people that said he should be the number one pick. I hated the people that clearly had, had never watched him play and they were just like, yes, yes, fitting out like bullet points. They were like,
1: that was, that was sort of, it wasn't about Luca. And what I, what I wanted to say it was like, we were talking about the, the perception of people. My perception of Luca came from those headlines and those people, from and it those did not people, come yeah. They're like, from watching him interact He's
0: with EuroLeague MVP, and, and I was like, that means – Honestly, nothing because name, literally name one other EuroLeague MVP and they're like, ah, I can't do it. But mm-hmm. EuroLeague MVP, big deal. And they're like, shut, just shut up. Just Stop. like, like. Stop. but uh, anyone who had to take the, you know, anyone that actually gave me a scouting report, they're like, yeah, he sees the game well. He's, he, what what, what else does Luca do? No, he, he's a great <laughs> shooter. You know, like he's, he's mature. He, all that, all that shit that, that people were saying about him. I was on board with that. Like KOC loved the guy. I listened to KOC when he was like, yeah, Luca's going to be awesome. I didn't listen to everyone who, saw koc say he's gonna be awesome and then they were like i'm all in on luca and i was like you can't tell me three things about the guy that was where my hatred came from. yes yes, yes yeah I i'm mean, with you i'm with you uh because you know how this business works you, you, you get an opinion everyone kind of starts attacking you for it and then you you, you kind of have to you're forced to sort of dig your heels in on it yeah. so then like you find yourself like kind of hating luca and you're not really sure why And you're like this is stupid the truth will set you free tate it's okay to just be like i'm not gonna hate him just because you want me to
1: Twitter. You learn a lot. You learn a Kiss lot. Of, yeah, you, you learn a lot about people by the way that they handle themselves in games. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I mean by this. And JJ Barea, I've always liked for the record. JJ Barea, the way that he has always been able to play basketball. I like little guys anyway. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a Spud Webb, Mugsy Bokes, You know, Earl Boykins, Earl Watson. You can go just say it.
0: You what? like because like he shut, you, no, you like you like because he shut down LeBron. I
1: mean, uh, look, I <laughs> like JJ Barea because he showed the, the world that LeBron James didn't have a post game yet, and uh, <laughs> then he worked on it. Then he worked on it. Then he got better. Again, see that was I got that past that opinion, and that's what yeah. uh, right now I'm saying on the record. I'm getting past my Luka Doncic mm-hmm. draft that's brave opinion. Of you.
0: That's that's very bold and strong and mature of you.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm Good over it. You.
0: I'm over it. Some other bullet points. So we got Dwight Howard not wearing a mask. <laughs> He's, he did. He did have the caveat. That's my personal opinion. That's what he said when he was mm-hmm. he was on like mm-hmm. Instagram Live, I think, and he said, "I don't believe in vaccinations." That's my personal opinion. Anytime someone says that, you can't get mad at them, Tate. We're mm-hmm. all we're we all get our own opinions in this country. So you know, <laughs> that's just it's just the way I see it. Yes. There's that. There's uh, Stephen Adams. You want to talk about winning people over? Stephen Adams mm-hmm. has already been awesome, and and everyone's always loved him. But yeah, he was he was getting an interview, and he said, "This is not like Syria, mate." We're living in a bloody resort. And um, I love that because I do love all the NBA players that are coming. Because, you know, the initial wave of guys was like, this is a disaster. There are no nightclubs on this resort. Like, what am I going to do? There's no... Yeah, I only have I yeah, I mean. yeah I only have two thousand square feet in my suite. Like, how am I going to live with this? And then now we're getting the second wave of. I should probably use better terms than wave and second wave, but uh, we're getting the the wave of uh uh other players that are that are coming out and being like, you guys are all spoiled. This is fine. And Steven Adams is the most recent, but he also does it in his uh Kiwi accent. That's awesome. And I just wanted to point that out same mate just makes everything sound so cool if you just and it also makes make things edit. seem
1: less serious you know what i mean it's like yeah it's not right it's just like yeah. come on like calm down about this stop freaking out
0: we need america needs a word like bloody where like the brits use it and the the aussies mm-hmm. and the kiwis mm-hmm. where they're just like we're living in a bloody resort because like that word is the f you know you're dropping the f-bomb but we don't have, like, a softer version of the F-bomb like they have where they say bloody. That's basically what bloody is. You're just yeah. like
1: – in the South, they say frickin'. But, like, frickin', again – yeah. Yeah. It we don't really it have that.
0: It, yeah. yeah. No, we need, we need
1: to that. work on that. We need to work on our vernacular, and uh, maybe we come up with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe. So
0: how about uh, – here's, here's my idea. Half the country, you work on the coronavirus mm-hmm. vaccine. Other half work on a word like bloody that we can have mm-hmm. as a country that we can use that's, like, a softer version of the F-word because, uh, you know – some of us aren't trying to throw out f bombs all willy nilly. Um, exactly. Other points: uh, uh, Jimmy Butler's still working to have his his no name on the back of his jersey. That's the that's what he's trying to do is uh, just kind of go with like the anonymous approach. Thirty other guys in the league are trying to do this. Uh, one report says that that request has been denied. Another report is saying no, it hasn't yet. So uh, that'll be interesting. It's 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 there's a fight going on as to whether or not you can just abstain from having any name on the back of your jersey. Um, my dad my this is this is what is going to get my dad to watch more NBA though. I'm telling you that. Like if all these guys can get no names on the back of their jerseys, just like the
1: just like, He's the, like this looks like Indiana basketball. The Indiana me. Hoosiers. Yeah. I'm all in.
0: Uh, and then the last bullet point I had to uh, Drake sent the Toronto Raptors candles.
1: Yes, with nicknames. <laughs> he wrote he wrote their nicknames on all the candles and the one that he sent to Fred Van Vliet said twin. And uh, that uh, is the most yeah. Drake thing of all time. And Drake yeah. is also in Barbados right now, which is, of course, famously the home of Rihanna. And he is apparently visiting Rihanna's old home. And everyone's like, Drake, how are you still draking this hardcore? <laughs>
0: how? <laughs> how? How? Go home. Hello, you're, you're operating at a 10 out of 10 on the drake scale we need you like a yeah. six what? or a seven drake we, we, we've been
1: we've been doing the percentage scale of will we finish this w- will yeah. drake be in the bubble what is the percentage
0: <laughs> he's
1: definitely gonna go to a game <laughs> he's showing up
0: We're, well real quickly before we uh, move on to shout outs closeouts percentage update percentage that it starts percentage that it finished
1: percentage that it starts 100 okay officially 100 percent percentage that it is cr- that we crown a champion? One hundred percent. Because now, of, now, now I'm of the uh, now I'm mm. of the opinion that someone will get crowned, no matter what. Will we finish twenty five? Oh,
0: so you're you're seeing it's going to be like a Helms Foundation mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to be like, like what country. you what you hate the most, the nineteen twenty four North <laughs> yeah. Carolina national championship.
0: <laughs> and the Celtics are going to win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics. Uh they got Brad all, Stevens. All of all the old head every NBA media member over the age of 65 was allowed to vote Jackie
1: McMullen uh, and the rest of the committee yeah. has come to the come to the decision that the Boston Celtics are the champions. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah
0: perfect. Congratulations. Um I'm at 100% it's going to start. Mm. I'm with you. Uh, I I nice. now can, can safely say it will 100% start. <sighs> All right, I probably realistically at fifty percent they finish it, but I'm gonna mm. positive vibes only give that ten percent bump up to sixty. Ooh,
1: I like that is better. Bump.
0: Yeah, the positive vibes only bump pushes it up to sixty. <laughs> I I like what I'm seeing out of this bubble. Um, as a as a virus expert myself, I think they're handling it well. Uh, <laughs> I think positive vibes only. I think uh, it, it's ultimately I I have the same opinion now as what I had from the start. It's just I feel better about them actually pulling it off but the opinion from the start was like this is basically going to come down to is an all-star going to test positive leading into a big game because mm-hmm. if that happens then we're screwed we're all screwed because in mm-hmm. like the 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 best example is game six of the western finals and lebron james is asymptomatic feels nothing feels 100 percent fine test positive are they making him sit out and LeBron James a fully in his mind he's fully healthy and he's sitting in a hotel room watching his team. Like I don't think they are, but at the same time, he can't play. That's the mess on their hands that they have to avoid. And initially I thought that was going to happen, and now sixty percent. Lock me in at sixty percent. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're good. I think we're crowned with champion.
1: I want to ask this before we, before we move on to shots. <laughs> Close. Last thing: uh, wh- who win- Who could win the championship where everyone universally agrees that this is not an actual NBA championship? Like, what is the what is the Ooh. one team that wins where everyone's The like, Rockets? The Rockets. Jam- okay.
0: J- yeah, I th- I think like everyone gets. Yeah, I I th- it's it's got. Aren't the Rockets the most hated team? Like, it's got to be the Rockets. I think I think like it's the Rockets where like guys test positive where like like Kawhi and LeBron and Giannis all test positive and then like James Harden shoots nineteen free throws a game and. <laughs> even more than that right? yeah more than that he makes 19 free throws a game of it. and then yeah that, that's when everyone just laughs and just and especially there's just the general disdain for the city of houston as a professional sports town right now with with the astros as well i think they're gonna mm-hmm. get some residual of that because like all the people on twitter that are astros fans are obviously rockets fans so they're just like super vocal and i feel like the rest of the nba twitter is just like shut the hell up already like we've had mm-hmm. enough of enough of the houston houstonites chirping i think that's your answer yeah, I no, I like that. when everyone's like, who cares? There's I think a it, I,
1: I think honestly, at the end of the day, if it's not LeBron, then so people will complain. You know, if LeBron is not pretty much, yeah, then, pretty then much, it's not a real championship. Which is why I think LeBron James. Maybe the smartest businessman we have. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. right. I, I I would argue though that the Clippers, if you look at
1: the first round, everyone's like, yeah, it's a bubble tournament. It doesn't count. Like it, it doesn't matter.
0: I feel like there's a lot of love for Kawhi or just whatever the Clippers are doing. We're like, if the Clippers win, the average NBA fan is like behind that. Is like, cause cause it, yeah. I, I think I think it's I think it's got to be one of the LA teams. I think if the Bucks win, people are upset and they're mm-hmm. saying this is fraudulent. I'm not saying I'm saying it. To be clear, Bucks fans, calm down. We got the. I could sense the Marquette fans in Milwaukee mm-hmm. getting doubly mad about the. I'm not saying it. But I to answer your question, I feel like the Bucs will not be well-received as champions if they win. But the Clippers or Lakers will be. That's my thought.
1: My best-case scenario as far as entertainment is that the Sixers win and then Joel Embiid, who <laughs> wore a hazmat suit down in the bubble, <laughs> is going to be a champion. And uh, that's that's and just like the process coming to fruition yeah. in a bubble uh, and obviously having nothing to do with, really with the process of celebration.
0: I would love to see like a big ups. I would love to see like the Thunder win or something. Oh, weird. my
1: God. Shea and CP3 yeah. would be yeah. great. Yeah. Like the Thunder winning the Chris title. Chris getting his one ring. Yeah, uh, yeah. in these we'll circumstances,
0: that would be yeah. so and, – and, 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 then, and then he retires after the season, and then yeah. like six months after he announces a retirement, he comes out, he says, it was me. I snitched on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I actually was the one who called everyone. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Gotcha. Uh, all right, shout-outs, close-outs. Uh, shout out to bam Adebayo who just turned 23 years old bam Adebayo, Oh, he's only
0: 23
1: wow 23 years old uh wow. for, a, a great from the state of north carolina a, a great at kentucky for all the kentucky fans that were upset earlier we love bam bam wasn't in practice and the heat took a great picture with his like cutout that they brought to practice because he's you know dealing with covid right now um so i'm going to shout out bam and just shout out to the heat team and shout out to how weird it is that you got guys that are sick that aren't in practice and we're, like, trying to facilitate that whole thing. So, uh, yeah.
0: But shout-out to Ben. Shout-out to Duncan Robinson of the Miami yeah. Heat. Come come back on the program, Duncan. Yeah, please. Lest, uh, it went so well the last time you are on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout-out to coaches around the country, Tate, who are taking pay cuts uh, as as universities, as athletic departments, are, have, are facing budget crises due to the uh, the corona situation. Um, a handful of college basketball coaches have stepped to the plate. They've said, I am paid too much as is. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give some of my salary back. And these brave heroes include guys by the name of Mike mm. uh Tom Izzo, Chris mm. Mack, Bill Self. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Guys not taking pay cuts, we should shame them uh, for <laughs> shame. not doing their part, include uh, Roy Williams, mm. John Calipari, Mick Cronin, Rick Barnes, Chris Beard, and Jay Wright. So. The way I see it, the guys not taking pay cuts, those seem to be your guys. You're a big Roy guy, a Cal guy. Obviously, yep. Mick Cronin is your guy. Mm-hmm. Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. Chris Beard, Jay Wright. Uh, mm-hmm. I align myself more with the heroes like Coach K. I'm a big Coach K guy. Izzo, Chris Mac, and Bill Self. So, I'm on the you right side have, of history you can, here. You can What's, have those guys. your boys. Guys. Defender yeah, boys. Why are we not taking pay cuts?
1: I feel like all of those guys that you just mentioned—they make their contributions under the table and not on the radar. They don't like headlines. They don't like to pat themselves on the back. They like to do the real work. Uh, very similar to Derek Rose, a guy that you know started the "I Can't Breathe" campaign. Uh, and uh, but it was co—it's—it's it's just two different classes of people. It's people that want the attention and want the headlines, <clears throat> Coach K. And then there's people that do the work. You uh, know, like Coach Cow. I think Coach Cow is doing great work. Roy Williams. I want him to, to 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 address this, but Coach Cow, I will defend. I think he's To
0: be fair, Jay Wright did not we don't know for sure that he took a pay he was asked about it and he he pleaded the fifth. So uh I mean, kinda jumped to your conclusion fifth. there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that uh shout out Coach K for, for leading the chart. Tom Mizzo. Chris Mack Bill self taking a pay cut. Um, Chris Mack is
1: making ten million dollars a year, right? So <laughs> I think he's all right. I know
0: that's the funniest part about it is like Coach K is yeah he's making the same. Coach R- K is making twenty
1: million dollars a year. Roy's making like two point one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Still, yeah. be that as it may, facts are facts. <laughs> these coaches took pay cuts. Your coaches did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to the ones.
1: I like my coaches. I, I was like, yeah. I, I'm stick <laughs> with all those guys.
0: Uh, I also want to shout out. Uh, th- this is new to me. I, I someone tweeted this at us today, Tate, that the George, uh, George Washington University is considering changing its name from the Colonials. Mm. Uh, they're they're getting rid of the colonial nickname. Apparently, they've been, according to the Wash Washingtonian, which is oof, that's a mouthful of a, mm. of a newspaper name. They have been distancing themselves from the term Colonials for a while. Social but, distance, so, or just yeah, distance yeah, right, okay. Uh for the last few years, I guess uh and now they are having discussions to to make it a permanent official thing where they get rid of the colonials uh Do you have any suggestions for other nicknames that they should use
1: I mean maybe monuments right that I've seen that i it's mean good, yeah. just,
0: just take take whatever just
1: whatever they couldn't get for the Washington professional football team just take yeah. the yeah take the remnants of that, but also yeah, I mean the the whole we've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm kind of over that whole rhetoric. <laughs> yeah, where like we yeah. we, we <laughs> we've been thinking about this. I uh, guess uh, I mean
0: I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound been, like you yeah, have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, like someone asked someone asked Roy, are you taking a pay cut? And he's like, that's, that's so funny. You asked that. That's <laughs> so funny. I was just talking to my wife this morning. I I've been thinking about this forever. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um my suggestions uh pops for pops mints uh george washington basketball legend call the george washington pops that's great that pops that's the name that literally pops pops. literally pops Mm -hmm. what more do you want and then i was thinking like just go something like full fledged pretentious because like when i think of george washington i don't know much about the school but i assume it's a great school i assume it i mean it's in dc it's named after our first president um i assume it's like super hard to get into and pretentious and all that you should just name yourself like the scholars and just like mm. turn your nose up at everybody and just be the George Washington scholars or the George Washington experts. What about the
1: founders or like founders? Mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, first. The, yeah, the, yeah, the the first. first. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. first. <laughs> That's their basketball team. They yell first when they go. Yeah.
0: The George Washington champions. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean,
1: honestly, it sounds like they might have to change the name of the school at some point. Too. <laughs> yeah, so, right? so they, they, they need to
0: really figure that one out. <laughs> the unnamed, unmascotted the fight, the, the unnamed, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the
1: <laughs> that college, <team> in <laughs> yeah. In DC.
0: The college in Washington human beings. They do the, the Greendale approach. Uh yeah. So uh shout out shout out to George Washington University. They've been thinking about it for a while. We like we love people that have been thinking about it for a while. Um, what else you got? What other shout outs we have?
1: Now, I want to shout out uh, Stuart Scott. Yesterday was his birthday, uh, 55th mm. anniversary. I know you and I are two of the kids or the generation mm. that grew up with Sports Center and Booyah and all that sort of stuff. And every time I see those clips, I miss when we all watch highlights together. That's yeah. one that We, we talked about the monoculture and all those like holdy toity terms for it, but I just miss the idea that we're all watching the same thing, uh, especially yep. when it comes to sports, and uh, Stuart Scott was the best at delivering it, and a North Carolina guy, so uh, shout out to Stu Scott.
0: I, I'm 100% with you. It's uh, it, it it was awesome watching the, the highlights, and it took you like four watch-throughs of Center to realize you were watching the same kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. You're yeah. like, did they just restart, or am it's I like, just having yeah. the best day ever? It's 1 a.m., and you're like – Wait a second. I know the Mariners won by, win by three. So this must be the same game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There it is. Mariners win by three. Okay. Yep. All right. I've watched SportsCenter five ways five times through. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stuart Scott, I remember he was honored. I remember reading a, something about this. He was honored, was he not, this year at North Carolina basketball game. They had like the Stuart Scott day where there was like the big yeah, I, the, I remember the, that. Like everyone was like wearing his t shirts and they were showing videos of Stuart Scott at, at Chapel Hill.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, we used to do like the late night with Roy. Obviously, that was like the huge thing that mm-hmm. he used to be the host of. And then every year they have like a co- like a new celebrity co host and they pay homage to Stuart Scott and everything. And there's also, I, I believe, that there's a hall on campus that was named after yeah. someone not so great in history that there were some conversations about changing it to Scott Hall. Um, because mm. of Charlie Scott and Stuart Scott. Uh, oh, that's
0: a good. I like that. I like that. Sure, that's a good. Uh, that'd be a good move.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe that happens. You maybe if Royal that- Roy take that pay cut, we could get that to happen. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Roy's been thinking about it uh yeah north carolina is like it's so funny that stewart scott's birthday was this way because we, we, we've been thinking about this for a while <laughs> yeah, uh you didn't take my bait i stewart scott day was when ohio state beat north carolina by 25 oh but, was it really yeah, that was, just, I, yeah. like i literally i was like i yeah.
1: kind of remember vaguely being at a game where that was happening yeah. but i honestly didn't yeah. even know if it was this year Well, because I,
0: I just remember years. feeling so bad about going into the game because i was like man they got all the juju going the, the <laughs> everyone's, the juju wearing the, <laughs> everyone's wearing the Booyah t-shirts and like showing no, all the clips no. i was like man we are so screwed and then uh as it turns out your team was dog shit my yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> none of that juju worked uh shout out to isaiah livers foe oh. of the program uh we're kind of over it we've grown we've matured yeah, since yeah, yeah. then he started over duncan robinson way back in the day, but that was years ago, and we're, uh, we're over it. But uh, He's still at Michigan. He's decided he's coming back to Michigan for his senior year. He, he thought about going to the NBA draft, Tate. Uh, positive vibes only, there will be a college basketball season this year, and Isaiah Livers will be soon enough for Michigan. So shout-out to him for uh, for coming back and taking part in uh, uh, another season of college basketball. Also, shout-out to uh, Xavier Tillman, who is doing the same, according to hmm. Dick Vitale, coming back to Michigan State. Uh, Dick Vitale says the source of say Tillman – is not going to the NBA draft. He's coming back. And then Tillman got on Instagram and said, who's your source? <laughs> so apparently this is not exactly. Not,
1: not validated, but it's also, a, it's a Dickie V scoop. Dickie V scoop. So, which is yeah. the best, which means it may not be true, but it's also a lot of fun. And also another unofficial scoop, Luca Garza is coming back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another. So those are some big name guys. And and I want to shout out to Maui, uh, to the Maui Invitational. They are you talk about positive vibes only. The Maui Invitational, whoever's running that account, um, again, we're brand ambassadors, they just tease us every day. They put up a picture today, they're like, Yeah, it's coming, the Maui it's invitation. Coming, and I yeah. and I I can't deny it. I can't deny that it's coming. I'm I'm fingers crossed. I'm hoping that it happens, positive vibes only. And if that was the kickoff to sports, to college basketball coming back, and we were there. Dude, vaccine
0: we, in September, Maui November. Arizona yes. State winning ball games in December. <laughs> Rick Pitino
1: starts playing basketball in January. Yeah,
0: Rick Pitino starts playing. Rick Pitino's like, yeah, in January. Uh, and then we have February, and then we have Tom Izzo, Mr. March. Mm-hmm. Let's go. This is March. And this we're is back. only temporary. Yes. And here we yeah. go. I, I
1: can feel it. I can feel it. Thank you, Maui. I want it. True.
0: Shif is going pro overseas. <laughs> by the way, uh, I forgot to mention that Gonzaga All American. Um, Gonzaga is going to be. Good anyway. They don't need him. That's mm-hmm. what's wild. Like he's their best player technically. Gonzaga had a weird team last year. I feel you you, you talk about like growing and wanting to like things again. Like I kind of Isaiah Livers, like we kind of shit on him a little too much <laughs> just because we love Duncan so much. Same with Gonzaga last year. I felt like I was unfair. I didn't appreciate Gonzaga as much as I should last year because like I liked the team before so much, yep. the, the Hachimura team from the Brandon Clark team. So last year's team, I was like, eh, not really that excited about these guys, even though they were winning a bunch. So when there's a season next year, I'm excited to be excited about Gonzaga, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Luka Garza, I want to cheer for him. I want to like him because I got yeah. shoehorn, I got put into like a position where like, I loved Obi Toppin so much mm-hmm. that I had to, by nature of loving Obi Toppin, hate Luka Garza. But I didn't hate Luka Garza. I enjoyed yeah. watching Luka Garza. So I'm excited to watch him this year. No,
1: it's a very like pain. Sort Phil Mickelson, like when they were going against each other, and then like, but, like once Payne won that major, you're like, now I can pull for Phil. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly. Now once Obi Toppin got his award, it's like now I can pull for Luka Garza yeah. and hope he has a great season. And I believe, fingers crossed, positive vibes only. We have a chance.
0: We have a chance. We have That's a chance. Uh, shout out Columbus Crew, best team in MLS oh, four yeah. games. Shout out to the to MLB starting this week. Sports mm. might be back. Tate, they mm. they are back. They're officially back. Teams officially sports. back professional team sports are happening on your television this week in North America. That mm-hmm. is the thing that is happening. There are zero tests positive in the NBA bubble. Why don't they build the entire country out of the bubbles with that? Please. Saying. Um, and we have a vaccine coming and it's positive vibes only and we're feeling good. And that's it. Do you have anything else?
1: No, I need a haircut. And I saw they were building all the barbershops in the bubble. So if the oh, whole yeah, country yeah. was a bubble, then I could go get an easy haircut.
0: i've already decided i'm not getting a haircut till we're back uh in the studio in person so i don't know how long that's going to be but uh,
1: you know what this sounds like this sounds very harrison barnes i'm not going to shave my beard until we make the playoffs (laughs) and the kings they got lots of injuries (laughs) harrison barnes is in quarantine right now you don't you don't want to play this game but also kind of like it
0: i'm I'm growing my hair I, i i decided that like i'll get a haircut when we do the first podcast we do back in studio when I, okay. when, I can, okay. when I can reach across the table and slap you in the face when you have a shitty take, uh, I yeah. will have a haircut for that, but not a moment before. That's my Grow idea. it out.
1: Grow it out. Do it. Make it happen. That's,
0: uh, that's also, what the world wants. Big Brain Book Club starting on Sunday. Uh, uh, Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. Read chapters one and two by Sunday if you want to take part in this book club. I'm starting on Instagram. Um, it, is, it has been hilarious seeing the response so far. A lot of people in the DMs. Uh, shout out to Stanford Steve. Who, who DM me when I said I was starting the Big Brain Book Club? He DMs me on Instagram. And he's like, "I'm so in. This is a great idea." And then I announced what book it was, and, he's, and then just replied, "Never mind. I'm out." <laughs> yeah, great,
1: great start. You had me. sinker. And, and I'm out. And
0: uh, yeah, then everyone asking me, "Can I listen to the audio book instead? What if I just read the Wikipedia page? Can I take part of the?" It's it's it's. Off to a very poor start so far. I think people are missing the point of the Big Brain Book Club, but uh, we're still going to charge on. So if you want to take part in that, we're reading two chapters a week and uh, we're meeting Sunday Sunday evening. So uh, I love check it. that out. So, love it. That's it. That. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, we did it. We, yeah, we'll be back at the uh, we'll be back at the end of the week with another show. See you guys.